Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hello, everyone. This is Erin Hartz. Thank you for coming here to listen to another episode of Navigating Intergenerational Trauma. Today, I'm going to talk about the word unmanageability. So do you feel like your life is unmanageable? Like if you just stop for a second, have you ever thought about that word before? So that word is something that's found in the 12 steps. And that's where I got it from. And that's where I first heard it anyways. I haven't heard it in other contexts. Maybe there are other places where people talk about that word, but I've always thought it was such a strong word. Like it was just so full of meaning, such as like humility or um, forgiveness or, you know, it's like an idea, right? This unmanageability. So like, what does that mean? Like, is your life manageable? Is it unmanageable? I know that for many years, I didn't realize my life was unmanageable. If I look back now, I can really see how it wasn't working. Um, I was definitely a workaholic for a number of years, and I would just come home and be so darn tired. And then Saturdays, I would just not want to get out of bed sometimes. So I would it would end up being kind of like depression a little bit or just being because I was so exhausted. So that would be a sign that I was having some unmanageability in my life if that was happening to me now. I'm just going to tell a little story about my life this week and how things got unmanageable. And I'm going to give you a list of some signs that might tell you if your life is unmanageable, because maybe it's not that clear sometimes to know, is your wife life manageable? It's just something to kind of chew on and ponder. First a story, and then I'll give you like a list of things that I've come up with over the years that kind of give me an indication that my life is unmanageable. And for me, that means that I need to bring in more self-care and stuff like that. So that's why it's important to me. If I'm noticing that it's unmanageable, I can do something about it, hopefully to help myself stop from getting burned out and doing too much when I need to be more focused on being a human being, not just a human doing, right? All right, so this past week, generally I feel like my life is pretty manageable, but this past week I kind of, I don't know if it's the Christmas season coming up, that was partly it. I'm not sure exactly. It's almost like I forgot some of the things that I do at work to make my work manageable. And I just kind of started going back to some old behaviors. This week, I did way too much. I definitely kept too busy. I expected myself to go above and beyond in many ways. I definitely forgot to hit the pause button. So it took me three days to realize it too. And I was kind of on that hamster wheel. So last Tuesday, I kind of started getting on the hamster wheel, didn't really notice it. Um, Probably if I was a little more present, I could have 
put my finger on it a little earlier. And I remember Tuesday after lunch, like opening my desk drawer and like just, you know, binging the chocolate that was in there. Okay, that's one of the first signs I should have been like, hmm, I remember thinking to myself, hmm, I I must be a little bit nervous. And I just thought, okay, I'm just nervous today because that day I had a lot of stuff to do at work and there was going to be a substitute for my last period of the day because my son was getting his braces removed at the orthodontist and we were really tight on the window there, like I was going to have to leave. And then right when, you know, the seventh period started, I was leaving then, rushing over to my son's school, picking him up, rushing over to the orthodontist, making sure we're there on time. I didn't want to be rude and come up late, you know. When looking back, I mean, seriously, if I had been five minutes late, like, it probably wouldn't have been the end of the world, right? But I don't know. I wanted to look good and look like I cared about people. And, and you know, it was a tight squeeze, but we I think we made it there, like, only two minutes late. So I guess I'm glad we looked like we cared about the orthodontist people and their schedule. But yeah, that was stressful. So I should have noticed that, but I didn't. And um, I just kind of kept going. Like, I think if I had stopped at that point and like taken a deep breath and what I should have done was written a priority list, which is something I do at work a lot. Um, Usually every week I'll write like my top priorities of what I have to get done that day and then the next days. And I try to stick to that list because my mind likes to be really creative and think of wonderful things to do. And I love that about myself. But it also wants to reinvent reinvent the wheel sometimes when I just don't have time for that. And there are a lot of times easier ways. I used to always think like, oh, I had to do something to make something better. But Sometimes if I pause and I actually sometimes ask my higher power for help and just kind of try to hook into the universe a little bit, like, please help me figure out what to do next. And that seems to create some manageability for me where I don't have to reinvent the will to make something work that I originally didn't know what to do. So it started on Tuesday, started running on that hamster wheel, eating chocolate after lunch busy, busy, busy. Wednesday was busy, busy, busy. I kept doing it. Oh, and Tuesday also couldn't stop myself from writing this email that didn't necessarily need to be written at that moment. And anyway, it kind of bugged my supervisor. And you know what? She was kind of right to be bugged. Like I shouldn't have even been writing it at then. And Anyway, it was like I was doing all these tasks that I didn't necessarily have to do that day, but I was on that hamster wheel, got to get it done, you know. So I didn't notice it Tuesday. I mean, I knew I was busy, but I didn't realize like how busy I was. But yet every day after lunch, there I was, you know, eating chocolate, which is something that I I love chocolate. I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but just the way I was wanting to eat sugar, um, that's usually a sign of something unmanageable going on. Um, So by Friday, uh, my grandma was in town from Wisconsin, and I'm in California, and I needed to see her because she's only here a couple days. And so I made plans with my parents. She's staying with my parents. So um, I made plans with them to pick her up. And that whole thing was just like chaotic. And I don't know. It's like my parents reading text and understanding them just doesn't work. And for them, I should they think I should call and make plans, which I just couldn't at the moment when we were doing that. I was busy. 
anyway, it was like a nightmare to me a little bit to schedule that, but it was important. So I went out to dinner with my grandma and then we picked up my son so she could see him for a few minutes and took her back. And then we were going to do stuff on Saturday together as, as a whole family. Um, but just that night, you know, when I got home and got my son fed and took a shower, it's like, oh my God, I was so dead tired. Like I was beyond exhausted. And I was just like, oh my God, I've got to get to bed right now. And luckily I was noticing that and not just like blowing up at my son or anything, which in the past, I think I sometimes would get tired and then do that. But I think I was even past that. I was just like, I'm going to like die right now if I don't go to sleep. And, um, you know, so I get into bed, start reading and feel like I'm going to fall asleep. So I turn off the light. And then it was one of those nights where I couldn't sleep. You know, I could feel that feeling in my head, like I need to sleep so bad. I'm so exhausted, but yet there I was in bed awake and I tried to sleep for a few hours and around 1130, I finally took a sleeping pill. It did help a little bit, but then because I took it so late, I was like so groggy the next morning and felt horrible. That was really unmanageable. Like I think I needed to take more breaks during the week and I mean, I had all these things I needed to do, right? Like I have a list of things I had to do. Obviously, I had to do my full-time job, but I try to stick to my contract hours because I know that if I do more than that, then I end up on Friday night like I'm going to die if I don't get some sleep. And that's not okay. I don't want to feel that way. That's not a good feeling. I have to take care of my 10-year-old. I have to get myself a decent amount of sleep and all that kind of stuff. But last week I did a bunch of extra stuff. You know, we had the orthodontist. We had my grandma in town. I did some extra stuff for colleagues that were, they had some birthdays. Um, I emailed people for upcoming birthdays. I um, did an after-school reading tutoring program. I did this extra thing at school where we were doing empathy and interviews. That took some extra time. I had an extra meeting with my supervisor one of the days. Um like, you know, I can, I probably could have rescheduled that if I wanted to. I also spent a couple hours with different people that wanted to talk to me for certain things. Um, I spent an hour working on a, another creative project that I'm doing. Um, you know, like some of those things I could have totally waited. I bought a bunch of Christmas presents online because the deadline was Friday for buying seized candy from my son's school for so that they get money for a fifth grade camp. Um, you know, all those little things that, you know, if I hadn't done them, the world would not have ended. But I felt like, oh, I need to do this by this deadline, you know, and then I there I am typing on my phone for 30 minutes, instead of like sitting and relaxing when I come home. So it's hard. Um, you know how life is. Those were some things that I did that got me to an unmanageable place where I couldn't sleep. Actually, that was like the third night I couldn't sleep. And that was one of the reasons why I was so dead tired. By Saturday morning, I felt so awful. I was just crying about everything. And <laughs> I had put in some calls to some friends on Friday afternoon. I think I was starting to notice I needed to talk to someone. They were all busy, though. So a friend of mine called me at like 8.30 Saturday morning, and I was literally crying at the moment. And I picked up the phone because I wanted to talk to her. She doesn't call that often. I'm like, hello. And I was trying to make my voice not sound like I was crying. She was like, oh, did you just wake up? I'm like, no, I've been up for a while. I'm just sitting here praying, which was kind of true. But it was actually I was crying. I don't know why I didn't just say that. I 
guess, because it's, you know, I didn't want her to, I guess I just didn't want her to feel bad. I mean, nothing huge was going on. It was just like I hadn't been taking care of myself. My life had become unmanageable. So talking to my friend helped and I talked to a bunch of friends that day. Actually, it was really beautiful. A bunch of people called me and by, you know, the afternoon, I, I was still tired, but I was feeling a lot better. So I got to hang out with my family and see my grandma again, see my niece, my niece and nephews, and um, all of it ended up really great. Make cookies with my son to bring over there. Um, so yeah, it was a good day. All right, so here are some signs of my unmanageability. And this is a list I've compiled after within the last seven years. So I've kind of added to it um, and and all that. So, okay. One of my biggest signs of unmanageability is overeating or like binge eating food. That's a huge one for me that I'm still working on. Um, recently, I started kind of craving alcohol and I, luckily that doesn't happen to me very often, but that kind of happened recently. That was a new one for 2023. But uh, luckily that went away, so that was interesting. It's almost like my mind wanted to go into fantasy or something like romanticization of of what alcohol might do, make me feel better because I'm so overwhelmed, right? Um, I said overreacting or being ang- angry, like over angry, you know, like overreacting, yelling at my son or my students. If I ever do that, that is definitely a sign of my unmanageability and I need to quickly get some self-care. Uh, depression definitely is a sign of unmanageability. That means I'm not probably taking care of myself enough, not giving myself enough joy, not giving myself enough comfort. Um, gossiping, that sometimes comes up for me. And that is a sign that I'm, you know, reaching towards something that's an unhealthy behavior to try and fill some kind of void inside me. Uh, breaking things. This does not happen very often, but one time I was so out of it and unmanageable that I actually broke something and it's, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed of that, that whole thing, but that's how unmanageable I got one time. I got so angry. I like broke this thing that was my son's and it was, uh, it was not nice and I had to apologize. I did apologize a couple times, I think. Um, obsessing about things. Uh, I wrote on here, hating my body. I think that actually is a sign. It's like if I start thinking that like my body is the solution, if I can make my body perfect, then my whole life is going to be better. Like that's definitely a sign of unmanageability if I'm if I'm obsessing about it. Insomnia, that's a big one for me. So that happens to me a couple times a month where I just can't sleep because my brain keeps going and going. That's definitely a sign I'm doing too much. My life is becoming unmanageable. Um Stopping self-care is something somebody said to me once, and I think that's a sign. Um, Extra fear could be one, and even confusion could be a sign of unmanageability if you're just kind of walking around, not really sure what to do next. I'm so confused, and that to me feels like a little bit like denial. Um, So if you're in that, that could be a sign of unmanageability. So what can you do if those things are happening to you? I think you can work on self-care, right? What kind of thing could you do to help yourself? Maybe take some deep breaths, maybe eat something healthy, maybe take a walk outside, maybe call a friend, journal. Those are things I do. Anything where I'm like taking a step back and relaxing 
and just letting some space into my life. That's really how, what unmanageability means. Okay. So by Saturday night, I have to add on to this story because I can't believe what comes next after this, but really, okay, last, so Saturday night, I was finally feeling manageable again, feeling good. I got great sleep Saturday night. Thank you, God. I woke up Sunday morning feeling so much better. I was like, okay, my life's back on track today, you know, and we were going to have a pretty chill day. My son really wanted to watch this movie, The Princess Switch 3. We had watched Princess Switch 1 and 2 and we really liked them. So we were going to watch Princess Switch 3 that sounded like so nice. And then during breakfast, my son had this idea of us getting a new cat. And we had been talking about it for a while. We've had cats in the past. The last one didn't work out. And I think I've talked about it on this podcast. And the night before, when we were over at my sister's, her daughter got a new cat who was so cute and little kitten and beautiful and really sweet. And both of us just fell in love with this cat. And then when my son brought it up this morning, he's like, all I really want for Christmas is a cat. And I'm like, oh my God, I kind of want a cat too. Like I'd been thinking about it for a while, but it had been so hard to have one the last time we had it that I had, I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling serious about it, but I don't know. He got me on a vulnerable day. Maybe it was because of being unmanageable. Maybe it was because I did a bunch of healing work last night about acceptance and surrender and bringing more love into my life. I don't know what it is, but after church today, I was like, yeah, let's stop by and see if they have any kittens there at the Humane Society and let's go see. And so we did. And then we ended up adopting two cats today, which I have a lot of mixed feelings about. We'll see how it works out. I don't know. I know that we can return them if it really doesn't work out. My son seems really, really excited, and he is going to help me with them. I'm actually sure of it. I know that sounds like I'm being taken advantage of, doesn't it? But you know what? He and I talked about it a lot today. I'm going to hold him to it, um, that he's going to help me with the litter box, because this morning when we were talking about it, I was like, we definitely can't get a cat because I cannot take care of the cat full time. Like I cannot do their litter box every single day. Like you're going to have to help me if we have a cat because I know for sure because of my ability or my unmanageability, my acknowledgement of my unmanageability, I know that I, I will not scoop the litter every day and that's what the cat needs when they're an indoor cat. And I know we need to do that if the cat's going to stay healthy and our house is going to stay healthy and things like that. I was like, I can't do this without your help, you know, and and so my son seemed to really get it, and he even was going to pay part of his allowance every week to pay for some of the the supplies, and he was willing to do that, and I was like, wow, you're really willing to sacrifice to get a cat, aren't you? And he was he was pretty serious, um, and so he's a little older now. I think he learned a lot from the last time we had a cat, and um, I think that he will help. He's been doing a lot of more chores lately without complaining, and I'm really proud of him. So anyway, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just 
piling on more responsibility. But I remember hearing one time from like Glennon Doyle and, and her sister that like, sometimes getting a pet just like sounds so dumb. Like, what an idea of just adding more responsibility to our life. But the thing that happens when you really love your animal is that they bring so much joy into your life that it's just, it ends up being worth it in a different way. And it ends up adding to your life and not just becoming a chore. So I'm really hoping that these two cute little kitties, um, we decided to name them Lexi and Leo. Lexi and Leo, they're a boy and a girl. I hope that they're going to become a cherished part of our household. And I don't know. I mean, it's it's not looking super promising at the moment, I have to admit. But this is only the first night, so we will see. And I'm going to try my best. But I also know that if it doesn't work out, that I can bring them back and they'll find a home that works for them. So that is what I learned. And I'm not going to be too rough on myself about it because you know what? They're not people. They're a pet and I care about them. Um, and I know a lot of people might not agree with that, but um, I also need my life to be manageable. So I'm not going to be able to live with things that are destructive too much. So, okay. Well, thank you for uh, listening. And please let me know if you're listening to the podcast because I just need some ratings and reviews. So please do that for me. I would really appreciate it. And I appreciate you listening. Okay, bye-bye. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.